Okay, good afternoon, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 92, and today we're going to continue our look at Genesis chapter 6. Make sure that's the right chapter. Yes, it is, because we are soon going to uh, talk about Genesis chapter 7. But let's finish up Genesis uh, chapter 6 here because we're we're getting to a very interesting part where Noah and his family are saved from the flood, but they also save two of every kind of animal, male and female. And again, I'm reading from the Leadership Bible, the NIV version, which is the New International Version, one of my favorites. So again, I'm reading from Genesis chapter 6. I'm starting with verse 20. So God has already told Noah that he is creating a covenant between him and Noah because Noah has found a uh, favor in God's eyes, excuse me, and so God honors that. So that's really good. So verse 20 says, Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. The verse that really jumped out to me with this one is uh, verse 22. And I'll read it to you again. It says, Noah did everything just as God commanded. You know, I think one of the biggest problems is when Christians don't follow what God says to do. And I think that's really sad because God is very clear on what to do. It's just sometimes I think we get into our mind that, well, is it really God telling me this? Is this... Is this really what he wants me to do? And it's kind of like, okay, why are you questioning God? You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I guess the best way I can describe this is it reminds me of atheists. I'm not picking on atheists, but they are they are kind of the, easy, the easiest example, excuse me, to use to describe someone that has tremendous respect for human thought and theory and science, but yet... They don't believe in God and they question God and the existence of God all the time. And so I feel like Christians do that as well. It's like, well, I believe in God. I have these problems, but I'm not really sure if God can guide me, if he will guide me. And if is he really guiding me or do I just need to figure all this out? Let me share some experience with you. And again, I'm not like 102 or anything, but I know from personal experience that whenever I try to make sense of the, whenever I try and make sense of something in my own mind, it never goes well, because you know we don't know everything. But if we go to God and we ask Him for wisdom, then He can fill in all the spaces and the gaps. Because I know from personal experience, it is exhausting trying to figure everything out. You do all the research, you do all the work, and you're not giving God a chance to help you at all. You know, say, for example, I'm making this up, but say, for example, you are looking for property to buy so you can build a house. And so let's say, for example, you've been through a couple of different realtors and they've wasted your time and, you know, several deals have fallen through. Well, here's the thing. Has it ever dawned on you to go to God and say, God, would you please bless my search for a property? Or will you show me the property that will really just make my heart sing? What makes you think God is going to tell you no? If anything, he'll say, yes, I would love to help you. And here's the thing. I've learned over the years to go to God first because it's like, what's the point in wasting my time on all this work that usually doesn't get me anywhere? It just brings on stress. And I can just go to God, you know, from, you know, from the beginning 
and just say, hey, would you please help me with this? Here's what I want and here's what I'm thinking, but I'm going to do it your way. God can answer your prayers immediately and he can let you know immediately where you need to go, who you need to contact and how to go about buying property and building a house. Because here's the thing, if you don't put God first, then how are you really going to know what's a good deal and what's a bad deal? Because here's the thing, like you know, you can do background like a background check on a a person's business, but that doesn't tell you about their character and that doesn't tell you their true intention. But God knows people because he created people and he knows people on an individual basis, right? Like God didn't create us as a collective. He created us as individual human beings. And so being that he created us as individual human beings, that's how he knows us. So God knows, you know, whoever you are doing business with, he knows if they are good, bad or ugly or if they have a card up their sleeve, so to speak. So that's why you know, I find it very interesting that says right here in verse 22 that Noah did everything just as God had commanded him. You know, what if God had told Noah to build the ark in the way that he suggested or told him to previously but Noah said, "You know what, Lord, I don't want to do it that way. I want to build something along the lines of a yacht or a cruise ship. I want a swimming pool on the top deck. You know, I I really don't want to make it all about the animals." You know, could God or would God bless Noah in that respect? No, because God cannot reward or bless defiance. or or turning away from his commands and sometimes that is often what happens with Christians like we think well I've got this situation I know what I'm doing I'll just ask God to bless my idea but I'm still going to do what I want that's not doing what God said to do it just isn't so there might be some saying well Leslie how do I know when something's from God he speaks to your heart and you have peace about like I know from personal experience that When I don't have peace in my heart about a situation or a decision, there's something not right and I need to back away from it. I need to back out of it and say, you know, I need to pray about this. I I need to circle back to this cuz something's not right. And here's the thing, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, something doesn't feel right. Let's pump the brake." Because it's better to speak up in the beginning than, you know, at the very end or after the fact and go, "Wow, that really went to hell in a handbasket or whatever and um it didn't go the way i wanted so you know would you rather do things god's way which is always successful it's always prosperous it's always blessed or would you rather do things your own way and be like well i want to figure it out you know it's one thing to be inquisitive it's one thing to seek knowledge but it's another thing to be defiant against god and make it seem like you have all the ideas when you don't So you know what's interesting is that nowhere in the Bible does it say that Noah was like, "Well, Lord, I know how to build a boat." And here's another thing, like, you know, can I just hire some of the evil wicked people that you're going to wipe out? You know, maybe they would make a really good shipmate, you know? Like, why might not employ them to to clean the decks or something? Noah didn't do that. But yet, you know, what's interesting is that sometimes I bet that is exactly how other people think because they're not walking with God. What's interesting is that previously in verse let's see here it was verse 10 no it was verse 9 it says this is the account of Noah and his family notice this part it says Noah was a righteous man blameless among the people of his time and he walked faithfully with God 
Do you walk faithfully with God or do you just constantly gripe and complain and don't listen to him? Now, I'm not saying that you can't lift up a prayer or have a complaint by all means. But here's the thing. Walking faithfully with God means that you're doing the will of God. You're not you're not doing your will. You're doing your heavenly father's will. And that's what made Noah a righteous man. And it says he was blameless, blameless. That's a very interesting and strong word because just think about out of all the people on the planet, Noah was the only one that was a righteous man and blameless. And he was also the only one that walked faithfully with God. You know, it's interesting. It doesn't say his kids behaved that way. It doesn't say his wife or daughter-in-laws were blameless or righteous or that they walked faithfully with God. So if anything... You know, if you have a family member that walks faithfully with God, you need to give them a big hug and say thank you because they they are saving you. They are saving you and your family from a whole lot of hell because it is the righteous that God honors and blesses. It is not the evil and the wicked. So needless to say, you know, this kind of reminds me of later on we'll see in the Bible where there's a young man by the name of Joseph. And um, he was sold into slavery by his brothers because his brothers hate him. They want him dead. So they're like, well, we can't murder the kid. So let's just sell him, you know, as a slave. And then we'll just tell our father that he got eaten by an animal. So Joseph gets sold into slavery. And um, one of the people that bought him and had him work in his house was this guy. I think his name by the name of Potiphar. And um, what's interesting is that wherever Joseph worked, whether it was for this guy or he actually got thrown into prison because the guy's wife lied about Joseph. But wherever Joseph was, God blessed him. And so because Joseph was blessed, whoever was over Joseph was also blessed. Like even Potiphar, or I'm sorry, even Joseph's boss, Potiphar, acknowledged that. It's like, hey, I love having this guy as a servant or a slave because God is with him. And then when Joseph got lied about by that guy's stupid, skanky wife, Joseph got thrown to jail. And the jailer uh, recognized that God was with Joseph. And so Joseph was put in charge of quite a few things in the prison. And because God was with Joseph, everything that Joseph did, even when he was going through hell, he was blessed. And people around him recognized that. That is the exact same thing here. Noah is very much like Joseph in that he's one of the few people doing what's right. He's walking faithfully with God, and he's a righteous man. So God blesses him and those around him, which in this case with Noah is Noah's family. So that's very interesting there. But I will go ahead into this podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless, and bye-bye.
fragile sphere Hang on every word Yet no one hears us speak So it's only left to ask It's changed to quite a task From the smallest steps Waves transform the earth Thank you.